Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hello, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 49 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about vintage eyewear. Vintage eyewear. Well, before we dive right into this topic, Dana, I want to offer a warning to our listeners. Be prepared, gird up your loins, because in this episode, Dana's going to make a spectacle of herself. <laughs> You had me going there, Wayne. I did, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's still early in the morning. Uh, have another <laughs> cup of coffee, and <laughs> and I won't have uh, that effect. I love it. Speaking of spectacles, I've I've done well selling those wire rimmed antique vintage, kind of even before the John Lennon look type mm-hmm. of glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you say you've done well, what is done well? It's always considered done well when you've paid a low price and sold for a high price, or at least doubled or tripled your money. That's that's done well in my book. All right. Well, that, that works. Yep. A lot of sellers wish they could do that consistently. <laughs> well, the nice thing about spectacles is they are always easy to find. At antique stores, the antique malls, Flea markets, the antique shows, and treasure hunting with Worth Point, always I spot some. Right. Some are overpriced, some some are reasonable. I've I have picked some up on, on my journey treasure hunting with Worth Point and did pretty well selling them. I could remember I paid fifteen dollars for three pairs, and they were the, the round rimmed with wires with mm-hmm cases and the cases were falling apart leather snap tight cases and um i believe the i sold each each of them individually one one actually had a marking on it and i can't remember what it was and i did get 120 for that pair Mm -hmm. and then the other two was like 30 and 60 well i'm surprised at some of the prices that i see being achieved on eBay and some of the the retail sites, there are websites that specialize in vintage eyewear. There's a website called VintageOpticalShop.com that specializes in vintage uh, frames for eyeglasses. Most of them have some sort of lenses in it, but they're selling for in the neighborhood of $200, give or take. And at first I thought that was a lot of money for used eyeglass frames. And my wife said, are you kidding? The ones I bought last spring, I paid $350 for. Of course, those were new, but I thought, man, these things are really expensive because I've worn glasses some. Mostly I wear readers. Uh, which I can you know, buy at Walmart and places like that. But the prices of eyeglasses are just crazy. Averages, they sell in general 
between two hundred and forty and a thousand dollars for the frames. Yep. You still need the lenses and and the the appointment to get your eyes checked and and uh, a new prescription and on and on and on. So if you find a nice pair of vintage frames, they're perfectly usable. You, you still need a prescription uh, to, to get them made, but you can take them to an optometrist and they will put your prescription into those glasses. They might have you sign a waiver, you know, denying responsibility for, for the frames if they break, but it's just a huge business. And really, you can make money flipping vintage frames. But one of the best selling points of the vintage frames is that they're still going to be less money than most of the new ones. Yeah, eyeglasses are not cheap. I've actually, I have very bad eyes. And I've been wearing eyeglasses since I was three. Mm. (laughs) So I know all about the expense of purchasing them because when you choose a frame and then the lenses, when you have bad eyes like me with stigmatism, the the frame or the lenses cost more money (laughs) than the frame. So, and, and it's when you have bad eyes, you can't just order, you know, go to one of those 24 hour places. You have to order them and they have to special them and they have to customize them and it takes weeks. Or more, but now I buy my glasses online from Zenny Optical, mm-hmm. and Zenny Optical is a great way to get inexpensive prescription eyewear if you need um, need them quickly or cheap. Right, you can get them there. Well, it's so hard to find reasonably priced eyewear. That's mainly because lack of competition in the market. About half of all of the frames and lenses sold worldwide, billions and billions of dollars worth, controlled by a company called Essilor Luxottica. And Essilor was, was a French lens maker, and Luxottica was an Italian frame maker. Between the two of them, they controlled a lot of the market, but they consolidated and I think, 2018, 2019, something like that. And they just became a juggernaut, and they started to vertically integrate. They they started buying up uh, retail stores and lens makers and other frame makers and e-commerce. They even own an, a, an American vision insurance company. I mean, they've got their hands in everything, almost every glasses shop you walk into, you can connect back directly to Essilor Luxottica. Uh, they've bought up brands like, take uh, Ray-Ban, for example, sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember in the 80s, especially after Top Gun came out, uh, aviator glasses were all the rage. And you could buy a pair of Ray-Ban aviator glasses in convenience stores for you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, uh, depending on what was on sale. Well, when those two companies, uh, Essilor and Luxottica, merged, they started to take control of the brands in the same way that Beanie Babies did and Franklin Mint and all these collectibles companies. They took them off the market and they held them for a while. And when they reintroduced them, 
they only put them in high-end stores. So now you go out to buy a pair of Ray-Ban uh, aviator glasses, sunglasses, and they can cost you a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> so, and what do they cost to, to manufacture and, and distribute? Probably 20 bucks, maybe. It can't be much more than that at wholesale. Oh, the markup's ridiculous. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And that that just speaks well to how good the market is for vintage eyewear. Mm-hmm. Right. And I actually have bought Coach. I bought a pair of Coach glasses on eBay for $30 years ago. And I took them to um, the eyeglass store where I had my eyes tested, uh, eyeglass world, because you can get your eyes tested and then you get your prescription and you can go online and purchase, or you can bring um, a pair of glasses that you bought on eBay or somewhere to them, and then they will order the lenses for them. So you don't have to pay for the frames at that location. So they are, they are um, okay to do that. So if you want a designer frame and you want to save money that that's a workaround mm-hmm. go to walmart you know get your eyes tested at walmart and then bring your frames in or you know whoever accepts doing that but most eyeglass places i know of accept that you can right. you can do that because you'll be buying lenses with them yeah, i'm looking through some uh, recently sold listings on ebay for designer frames and Here's a, a pair of Cartier sunglasses, men's, sold for $375. Two Coco Chanel glasses that sold in the neighborhood of 200 give or take 20 a Christian Dior for 150 a Chanel for 150 Ralph Lauren for $95. You can't buy new glasses for those prices. And if you find something stylish that fits you well, then you can always have your own prescription put in it. And if you don't, you can buy them and flip them on eBay and do fairly well at it. Now, eBay does have rules about selling um, prescriptions. (laughs) And it's kind of tricky with uh, glasses as well. So you kind of have to be careful how you word things. Um, Everybody's selling prescription glasses on eBay, but you can't um, use the word prescription, but you can also be talking about the frames, the desire of the frames. Right. Of course, you can't sell um, contact lenses (laughs) on eBay, including zero-powered or cosmetic lenses on eBay. But keep that in mind when you're when you're doing your eBay listings so that you clearly describe the lenses versus the prescription. Don't put the prescription numbers in there. Right. Or it'll get shut down. Okay. This is a good place to pause for a word from our sponsor, and we will be right back. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 
15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. We're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about flipping vintage eyewear. So you've seen lots of frames and glasses at antique stores and outdoor fairs and that sort of thing. How do you analyze frames and glasses to know if you want to buy them or not? And what's what's a a good buy versus a bad buy? What ones do you want to avoid? What do you want to look for? Well, first I would, of course, look to see if there's a brand name. And if they're cat eyes, though, if they're the classic, <laughs> original, vintage gray cat eyes with, with the little, maybe some of them have little uh, jewels in the corners. Right, from the 50s. Right. So if I spot those, I'll generally pick them up and inspect them. There's a lot of copies, so you have to be careful on the cat eyes because, I mean, you can still go online and buy those today, and they look very much like a vintage. But you can kind of tell by the arms on the originals because of the way that they move or if they're worn out a little bit. Um, You want to pay attention to the end pieces on what kind of uh, closure that they have, if it's more modern or mm-hmm. a vintage way that you could recognize on the classic state trooper <laughs> style sunglasses. You want to see um, how the bar sits across the front, if it has a bar or if it's the the oval hippie frame. I call them hippie frames there because <laughs> we used to wear them back in the 70s and thought they were so cool. The rectangular ones? Yes, yes. David Crosby and the guys in the birds used to wear those in the 60s. There you go. And John Lennon was wearing his round ones. That's right. With metal frames. That's right. So you just kind of have to inspect them, and it's common sense. Go ahead and look at them, and then the rims or the the earpiece pads – the earpiece ends. Are they chewed on? <laughs> <laughs> Nervous people would chew on the ends of their glasses. And then the pads are the pad plate is is that in place? Does it jiggle? Or sometimes I've I've actually picked up glasses and jiggled the pad plate, and mm-hmm. one side would be missing. So the left pad or the right pad. So always check to see if it's complete. Don't put a hole in your nose. Right, right, especially with those uh, metal frames. Right. But also the the lens themselves, especially sunglasses, you want to check for scratches. And mm-hmm. when you're listing them, you want to tilt them so that when you take your pictures, so that people can see the clarity on the lenses. And also, if you do have a scratch on there, you want to tilt it so that you can get a picture so that people can see the the scratch. And then mm-hmm. if there is a scratch you want to describe, you know, you could put um, a dime on the table and then put your lens, you know, your glasses over the dime so that they can see how small the scratch is. Or if it's a deep scratch, you need to let them know that scratches are really important to identify. Well, I mean, there's nothing more annoying than having a scratch in your eyeglasses. 
So you want to just make sure everything's sturdy. Now, I actually, I'll share on our page a link to the visual dictionary that actually has a breakdown of all of the identification of all of the parts of the eyeglasses so that when you're listing them on eBay, you can have the complete list and you will be able to identify, like you can say, end piece is mint, um, you know, earpiece has some chew marks. That's good to know. One thing that struck me as I looked through eBay listings and, and archived WorthPoint listings was how often eyeglasses are being sold in box lots. Now, you've talked several times in our podcast, like the one on Legos, the one on uh, fast food toys, about keeping a bin in your storage area, and when you find one or two items putting them in the bin and holding them there until you get a box lot. But I looked this morning on uh, shopgoodwill.com, and there were lots of box lots there. Of uh, There were box lots where they were selling them by the pound, and the prices were really pretty good. I think the highest one I found for a box lot was... for about three pounds, but it seems like the standard starting bid for a box lot of fashion eyewear is what they call them. The starting price is about $7.99, and many of these don't, nobody bids on them. And I don't know if it's because they can't find them or what, but I'm looking at one right now. It's assorted fashion eyewear collection, 4.4 pounds, $7.99. No bids. It ends in 13 hours. So, you know, by roughly bedtime tonight, somebody's either going to have it or it's not going to be sold. Yeah. Uh, but Shop Goodwill is a good source for these. For, ex- for example, there's a pair of Christian Dior brown frame sunglasses for $12.99. Gucci eyeglasses, $12.99. Robert Cavelli's for $12.99. Wow. And you can turn around and flip those on on ebay mm-hmm. and i easily triple your money when i compare similar uh eyewear between shop goodwill and and ebay yeah that's really a great tip um i love shop goodwill and i actually haven't been on there lately so there you go if you're in a bind and and want to find some stuff to source that's that's a great place to do it and Look for some eyeglasses. Well, I see them very rarely in Goodwill stores. I do sometimes, but it's not like they have big boxes of displays. Have you ever seen one like that? I've seen sunglasses in the counter, or under the counter, you know, under the glass, but I've not looked at them. The impression I get is that they do the same thing you do, and that's that they keep a bin for box lots. And that this kind of thing, when it's donated, goes into the bin for box lots. And you never know what you're going to find in there. And I don't think the employees that uh, do the sorting and working in those places are aware of all of the different brands. I don't want to say that they're not conscientious because they certainly are. <laughs> they work hard. Well, there's there's a saying that, that I've always fallen back on. It's called motivation affects perception. And you say the same thing, only you say developing an eye for what to buy. So you 
you just develop a sixth sense for it. And I think a lot of good stuff gets thrown into these box lots. That's true. That's true. So there's always a, a gem, <laughs> you know, or a couple gems mixed into the rubble. So once you find something that you want to sell, just step me through your process. You've got a pair of glasses in front of you. Where do you start? What are you going to do? Well, if it's a brand, you know, I'm going to I'm going to have the brand first in my title. Right. When I'm listing. Now, I have a couple of head models. I don't know what they're called. Like a mannequin. Like a mannequin head. Thank you. Right. Right. <laughs> and um I would put the glasses on there on mm-hmm. on the head. I have a foam one as well. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of experimented with different styles, and I have a couple pairs of glasses listed right now. And I always put the title in the, the title first. Now, I mean the name, the brand name first in the title. Mm-hmm. Now I do have a pair listed without that are not on a head because I wanted to show off the the case that it came in, and it's a a Dries Van Noten tortoise shell so tortoise shells i've done pretty well with that that name tortoise Mm -hmm. right and i've set this one up not on a head on a mannequin because of i wanted to show everything in in order i wanted to show the glasses the case and the the cleaning cloth that it comes with so that they could see right away that it's um pretty mint i've got everything with it versus just a pair of glasses on the mannequin. Where do you have those listed at? I have those listed at 175 mm-hmm. and I have um, three watchers. But I have a pair on that I have 15 watchers on. <laughs> Tell me about it. And that one is called, I'm um, not sure how to pronounce it, but it's Courageous, C-O-U-R-R-E-G. E-S. And they're by Elaine, A-L-A-I-N-M-I-L, excuse me, M-I-K-L-I, black frame, yellow tint lenses with case. And they're very um, hip and modern. I have those up for 175 And they are uh, marked, they're made in Italy. Mm-hmm. And they're very gently worn. So that's a consignment item that right. one of my people have sent me. Mm-hmm. And I also have a blue pair that are water green teal. And they're very wild looking too, but they're by Montclair. Teal, that's a, a an 80s color. Yes. Right? They might be newer than 80s They're because they're by Montclair. And you would think Montclair would be a higher number but i have that up for 145 compared to my other 175s but it's all about research and then at the time i was researching that's how i decided to price them and i've just had those up since january of 2021 so it could be time to start dropping the prices a little bit but it's interesting how those corgis have had 3248 views and 15 watchers Wow. Yes. Yeah, as soon as you start moving on the price, they're going to sell. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll start dropping the prices. Generally, 
you know, after so many months I start doing that, I'll start dropping prices or sending out offers, of course, but I probably have reached the limit on on (laughs) sending offers on that one. But by dropping the price, it should get their attention. Right. But it's tricky when you're listing glasses because there's so many things you have to look for, not only in the lenses, the arms, are the arms sturdy? Sometimes they don't, you know, they just swing or they're bent out of shape. You also have to set them on the table upside down, right side up to see if they're even or are they lopsided. Sure. If they've lost their shape. So these are the kinds of things you have to pay attention to when you're listing them. So when I list, I always make sure, even if it's on the mannequin, I'll also set it on the table, take a picture um, on the bottom side, then flip them over, take a picture so they can see how they sit properly. Right. I've seen some people list glasses and they just do one photo. They'll just put their glasses folded down and then take the picture straight down. And it's like, no, I want to see the arms. I want to see (laughs) the writing inside the arm. Well, sure. And there are are other things like, Underneath the lenses, as part of the frame, it will be clear. And as clear plastic ages, very often it yellows. So you want to check it for discoloration. Don't overlook the children's glasses as well. Children's glasses are interesting to flip as well. So when you're out and about and digging through the glasses... And as Wayne mentioned, put them all in box lots and save them up. But if you find a bunch of children's glasses, you can put them on their own outside of the adult glasses in the box lots and men's and women's as well. Well, my monocle clock on the wall says that we're done. So it's been real. Dana, here's looking at you, babe. It's nice seeing you. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.